Stockholm is a state of mind. We talking about the culture, so come and feel the vibe. You gon' have a good time. We helping you to see it. So much to do when living in Stockholm, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Stockholm is a state of mind. Hey, Stockholm is a state of mind. Yeah, we break it down like this and like that. Welcome to the podcast. Stockholm is where it's at. Let's go. Hello, I'm Elizabeth, and you are Julia. What are we doing today? Well, we are welcoming you to Stockholm is a State of Minds. This is a podcast about career, community, and culture for an international community in Stockholm and in Sweden. True. Yes. And you know what, Julia? What? Do you know that Sweden has been a huge country of textile manufacturing, design, and clothing, and fashion? See, I'm not shocked by that, given that, frankly, as an American, and it is mandated that I mention that I'm American at least every five minutes, um, H&M is everywhere. And we are so used to that, and we're so used to a Swedish imprint in what we do that I don't even think we notice it anymore. But I didn't know about the history of textiles in this country. Well, There's a huge area around Borås, a city in the western part of Sweden, that everybody works in the textile industry, almost. Not everybody, you know, but a lot of people. But not so much anymore? Not so much anymore. During the 60s, late 60s, 70s, everything outsourced to, you know, where? China, Pakistan, Bangladesh and whatever. So it was a real crisis in that area because it was a huge unemployment suddenly. And among women, it was a really bad situation. Yeah. Are you interested in fashion? Oh, you are a singer and yes. you are a teacher and a coach and I you are a public speaker. <laughs> so is fashion important for you when you are on stage? You know, I think so. Um, Not necessarily fashion in the terms of what is popular now. Mm -hmm. But I think understanding what works not only for your body type, because people always like to emphasize that, but also for your your personality. Mm. And I think that that's something that's very interesting is that some people don't realize that they're using fashion as a way to express themselves. And some people think they're just, you know, that they're just putting something on so they can go to the grocery store yeah, or they yeah. can do something. But it's, I think it's important to to help people understand who you are before you open your mouth is that this is who I am. And that's something that I thought was very interesting. And you have always, um, when we were talking about fashion and in anticipation of this episode, you've always mentioned that, well, the color palette here isn't yeah. maybe as colorful as you'd no. like it to be. It's like black, gray, you know, dull you're not a fan? colors. <laughs> I love bright colors yeah. and sequins and fun clothing yeah. and big patterns. So. I wonder why it is, though, that that's not such a... Big deal here that people aren't as loud when they dress. I have a surprise for you. Yeah. I have a guest for you here today. Her name is Karina Eriksson Van, and she's the CEO for Beckman's College of Design, Beckman's Högskola, yes. Design Högskola. Mm -hmm. And we will listen to her and ask her and have a lot of new knowledge about fashion design in Sweden. I need to know that, that's for sure. I'm Good. excited to talk to her. Hello, welcome Karina Eriksson Van. You're the vice chancellor and also the CEO for Beckmans College of Design in Stockholm, Beckmans Design School. And you're a fashion writer. Yeah, yes. that's right. And I thank you very much for welcoming me. Thank you. Yes, the school has a very interesting history, but we are not here to talk about the school. They can check it up, can't they? On the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beckmans.se. Of course. <laughs> but 
I want you to help me to introduce Julia to like the fashion world, fashion history, design history in Sweden. So do you have any questions, Julia? I know you have. I sure do. Yeah. I have a lot of questions and a lot of problems that I need solved and untangled today. Lös. Lös. We need to lös today. Lös. Lös. Okay. See if we can help you then. That's yeah. what we do today is we, we solve things. And one of the questions that we were talking about actually before we brought you in is that too much color or too many colors that are a bit outside of the neutral spectrum, uh, spectrum you don't see quite as much. And I think that is sort of the stereotype of Nordic fashion, of Swedish fashion. But where does that come from? Why do we have that stereotype? Do you feel that it's an, it's an apt stereotype? Do you see that? Uh, do, do you agree with that? Uh, I agree in one way, uh, but on the other hand, uh, things are changing a lot and has been changing uh, through the last years. So, so uh, I think it's definitely more colorful, more patterns. But, but uh, what you ask about, if you want to solve and learn things today, I think this definitely has to do with our um, what should you say, our own modern history, uh, the history of today, uh, and the fashion we have. Swedish fashion, it can be described as something very basic and, and practical. And that goes back to a, a Nordic fashion DNA, if you want to. Mm. And I think that was uh, established, or I, I used to say, actually, that was established during the 1970s when uh, Swedish politic, certain politicians actually wanted us to dress in a kind of a folk uniform. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, uh, the, basics. the basics. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. The, it was sold uh, by the corporation. Yes, I remember it. Came maybe in three colors, uh, beige, yes. red and blue. Yeah, Maybe brown also, I'm not too sure. And, and this thinking about collective dressing and toning down how you dress uh, has, I mean, it's something that has been... Uh, influenced, uh, put up on us for for a long, long time, actually. And um, fashion then was regarded as something uh, not serious, actually. And if you were interested in fashion, you were not a serious person. (laughs) (laughs) And it almost seems, and we were talking a little bit, a little while ago about the... um, uh, not using ni uh, and using do instead for everyone, almost as an equalizer in a way. Yeah. And that that was such a big movement in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if that, if, do, would you say that that's sort of the same thing in, in equalizing society and having people not quite stick out or not feel that they, you know, were yeah, one thing over the yeah, other? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think also that we still, in one way, stick to this basic fashion. It has to do also that our society is an equal society and we dress in a way that makes you able to move from well, checking in your kids at the daycare center, go to your office hours, spend the evening at the restaurant with some friends, and you don't have to to undress and redress again. You can you can wear the same outfit actually from morning until night. Yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. what I tell people that move to Sweden. Mm. They see us running every time from the daycare <laughs> back to work, and yeah, to the shop and to the grocery store, mm. and running everywhere. And then you can relax in the afternoon with your friends and still dressed in the same way as you're running between exactly. job work and daycare something. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Practical, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. When you explain it that way, I go, yes, okay, I like that. That mm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's good. Um, and, you know, thinking also about 
how it might compare to other places. You live part time in Paris as well. Mm -hmm. How would you say that this compares to, say, if someone is listening to this who lives in France, considering to move to Sweden? How would you say that the, as we said, fashion DNA between the two cities or between any other major metropolitan area in the world? How would you say it compares to other cities? Uh, it's a big difference, but also, I mean, since Sweden, Sweden's changing a lot, I think the, the the gap is getting smaller and smaller, actually. But but in Paris, uh, what you see in Paris is a lot of personalities, strong personalities, and also. Uh, Especially, especially during um, during the evenings, you can see like elderly women during their eighties, maybe sipping mm. alone, uh, sitting alone, sipping on a glass of champagne or something like that. You can also see these really strong personalities out on the street and on the markets, and it's old people, mm. and this is what makes Paris Paris actually all these different styles, different personalities. And and that we don't see here yet. You can see it uh, in the younger ages, but not the elderly, actually. Are you missing that when you are living in Sweden, Stockholm? Yeah, I miss that. I miss that. You can, of course, see some interesting people in Stockholm as well, who who are uh, during the 70s, uh, in their 70s or 80s or something like that. But it's not so common, I think. And uh, but I mean this difference in, in in fashion between France and Sweden also has to do with that in France I mean for hundreds of hundreds of years fashion has always been very important and you have a big understanding for fashion as an expression it's an art it's culture it it it, it is a very important part of the yeah. culture actually yeah it's it's just <laughs> it's interesting to see the differences for sure mm. yeah. Do we spend, this is just a question that just came up, do we spend more or less money in Sweden than in France on fashion and clothing and do I, you know that? I don't know actually, yeah. there's probably a lot of statistics yeah. about that, but I really don't know. But I think if I look up on people, I think we maybe buy more cheap clothes mm. than you do in, in France. Mm. Uh, that you are, are better actually to take care of uh, what you already have in France, maybe. Yeah. It also depends on what kind of wallet you have, of course. True. <laughs> Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's good to spend <laughs> less <laughs> and shop less. I think it's good to use what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Karina, you're living in Paris and in Stockholm and you're probably traveling a lot. Mm. And my question is, how or when did you found your f- passion and <laughs> interest in fashion and design? You're yeah. also a d- designer. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. history in design. Mm. I think it, I think I was born with that actually, um, or it started as a small child. I mean, my my parents uh, were very very interested in, in in contemporary design, contemporary expressions actually. And they were both very edgy and and, uh, fashionable and uh, also interested in contemporary art, literature, everything that was contemporary, actually. But they dressed also very extravagant, not expensive, but they had really, they really had style, actually. My mother still Mm -hmm. has. And and, uh, my mother also used to, like, uh, pin up 
pages from oh. from fashion magazines directly yes. on the wall actually on the bedroom wow. wall in my parents bedroom so i used to i remember that i used to lay on their bed and look at these images these fashion images mm. these really incredibly beautiful women in in amazing clothes yeah dresses with yeah. cherry prints on yeah, 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 yeah. and everything exactly. i love that <laughs> so i'm born 1963 so this yeah. started maybe it's around 65 66 67 as a child watching these images uh, it has i think uh, affected me a lot actually wow. but then you have to go for years in swedish public schools waiting <laughs> for it to come into the design world yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah but but uh, during my time growing up i mean I had really moments when I was embarrassed because of my parents because they didn't look <laughs> as anyone else they had these unisex forms from Sixten Hergård my mother didn't have a duvet she had a huge cape she didn't have an ordinary umbrella she had a <laughs> Japanese umbrella etc etc yeah. so so I was quite free actually yeah. And you studied in Sweden, Stockholm? I've studied in Stockholm. I've grown up in Farsta, mm-hmm. suburb to Stockholm. And uh, then I moved into the city when I started gymnasium at Södra Latin, uh, late yeah. 70s. Södra Latin is a school for creativity. <laughs> and yeah. So well, during that time, you really know that you was into this fashion and design world that was your career plans uh first actually it started with with photography and i I, I, when i sit here now i can hear actually maybe that was connected to these images that i saw as a child so i started out with a huge interest in photography so i started a a gallery of photography gallery gauss 1981 Uh and did run that for a couple of years and we were showing uh very Today, famous uh, photographers, Christer Strömholm, for oh, example. Wow, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember mm. that name, Julia. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it started with with images, photography, and then over to curatorial practice, mm. curating exhibitions, and so on, and then writing uh, first about photography, actually, mm. and then from photography towards fashion. Oh, that's nice. Too, yeah. yeah. Now, you touched on the importance of more affordable fashion, people having more options at an affordable price point here, and how that is something that helps people to express themselves a little bit more. How would you say that that fits in with the trend of fast fashion? Do you think that fast fashion is on its way out, or do you think that it is still booming and that it will continue to do so? What do you think we stand with fast fashion here in Scandinavia and in the world? Uh, My wishful thinking is that it's on its way out of course but if you are a person uh, and most of the people belong to this uh, category you don't have any money you 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 have no choice you have to buy cheap things of course so you can't do this long term investment in in pieces that might last longer yeah so <laughs> whatever we would like to it, it it's hard actually to accomplish for for everyone yeah mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting it to see it, yeah. yeah, and and that H and M obviously is such a worldwide, easily recognizable brand that obviously headquartered here. Yeah. Um. But I think there's such, I think it's quite at odds with what I've noticed about Swedish society, and that there is such an interest and a passion for 
preserving things and having things that last a long time and making sure that when you have refuse, you put it in the right place and you make sure that you take as much care of the environment as you can. You make as little bit, little of a footprint as you can. I think that's that something as big as H&M and is so at odds with what I've noticed here. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure how, how it ended up that way. Well, it, it again, actually, I think it goes back to the 1970s and our fashion DNA. We were taught that fashion wasn't important. Fashion was nothing to, to, to spend money on, actually. You should spend money on being a political radical person, uh, reading and doing other intellectual things. So the status of fashion has really, I mean, started with a very on a very low, low level. So it connects to our history, I would say, actually. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that large brands like that are doing enough to counteract the effects of fast fashion? Yes, I do, actually. And you mentioned uh, H&M and, and uh, you can, uh, if you want to really dig deep into their archives on their website uh, to read about all kinds of things they are doing. But it's always difficult, of course, when big, big brands don't own the production sites themselves. It's produced by something else. It, 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 you, you have to do massive controls and so on to, to, to secure the whole line, actually. But greenwashing, it's not possible today if you want to stay alive. I mean, the consumers are so critical, actually. So, so it's yes. not possible anymore. And they can check everything online. Exactly. So exactly. you can't fool them. No, you can't. They will check it up. No. <laughs> it's so important. Yeah, yeah it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you do you like to do you do you no, ever I'm, go to H&M? I'm just interested because I like to wear colors yeah. and different materials like mm. wool and satin and mm. silk and whatever together to mm. mix and match. Mm. But I a lot of times I can see at least two times two or three times a week people stop me and say, "Well, nice to see you wearing colors or wearing <laughs> sequins or sparkling clothes in the middle of the week." Yeah. I like to wear party clothes in the yeah, middle of the week. that's great. It is. But yeah. it's sometimes I can hear or I can see that they mean that it is bad taste. Ah, are you sure about that? Maybe they say it as an appreciation. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more in your mind that you think it's something uh, critical probably, behind. Yeah. Or, or Because I've listened to all the podcasts in Sweden and <laughs> read all the magazines that black, white and powder pink is the right. No. <laughs> and you've had it. You've had it really drilled into, you know, it's, you know, you, you didn't get the advantage of, okay, you can express yourself in color. It was sort of when you were developing yeah. your, your personal style. They have the, they, they put the kind of blinders on you. All right, yes. pick a neutral. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. But what you touch down on here is that, I mean, fashion is such a powerful expression and it mm. can be used really for various purposes, of course. But what did you do then with your sequins and lilac yeah. and whatever is that you? I think you br- bring joy and happiness. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> to us who dresses in black all the time. Yes. <laughs> I try to dress in black, but I no, I hate no. because I'm blonde, so I can see all yeah, the blonde yeah. hairs everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like having a cat or something. Yeah, like it that. is. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I have to. Mm. Yeah. So I want to circle back a bit about something that we were talking about earlier in that you saw older people who were much more flim... I wouldn't say flamboyant necessary, well, yeah. but more relaxed. I suppose expressive. expressive. Yes, yeah. expressive. 
And I noticed too, yeah, and you were mentioning also that the younger generations as well, you see that in things that are geared toward younger people, streetwear collections, things that were shown at Stockholm um, uh, uh, Fashion Week as well. There's a bit more color coming out, especially for things that people wear every day. Do you see that that is a trend that will continue and that, are you excited about it? Yeah, luckily. (laughs) I embrace it. And I think there's a huge shift going on, of course. I mean, new labels are popping up and new generations are coming. And and uh, the pendulum, of course, always strikes back in one yes. way or another. So we we have the very colorful 1960s and 1980s, maybe. Uh, so now it's color and patterns again, and yeah. and and I love it on other people. <laughs> <laughs> and you you're also interested in design. Can you see yeah. the same trend in our homes and yeah, at the moment uh, when it comes design? to yeah when it comes to interior design, it's almost childish at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's uh, uh, no sharp edges. It's very round. It's very welcoming. And this is maybe, um, this is also something that has to do with, it's an opinion towards the modernism, maybe. Mm. It's very playful. Yeah. And that's fun. And a lot of colors. Yeah. It's great. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun to see it. It's fun to see the cycles of things, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit... Uh, my mother always says this. She says that if you did a trend the first time around, you're not allowed to do it the second time around, <laughs> <laughs> which I've, I've lived by. But now it's mm-hmm. all the things that I loved to wear when I was a teenager are coming back. And yeah. I think, okay, are we really going to do low-rise jeans again? Can we skip that part? <laughs> Tom Ford, thank you, but I think we're going to pass on bringing yeah. that back. I, are there mm-hmm. any things that you're excited to see come back, maybe, that are... In the cycle now? Uh, well, for myself, yeah. personally, I think I, I like actually platform shoes. Yeah. I think oh, that's really wonderful. That's... And it's also comfortable, actually. It is. Yes. Uh, and, uh, well, that's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> End of list. Yeah. <laughs> but designers that you've noticed that um, have a specific uh, Swedish flair to yeah. this, Are there, is there anyone that you think is doing this particularly well in the Swedish uh, on the Swedish uh, platform. Well, I, I I love a lot of Swedish brands actually, uh, from Rodebjär over to to Tem and 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 many many others, uh, and uh, I think they do extremely well. And some of them really have a strong expression on their own. One that I miss a lot is Ansofie Back, that I think was an mm-hmm. amazing uh, designer that that really also pushed other Swedish designers to to move forward and so on. Mm. I, I miss her a lot as a designer, as a person. She, she's still around, yeah. but I, I miss her label. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When you're traveling in the world and working abroad and mm. wherever you are, do people abroad associate a special type of fashion to Sweden or... Is it just brands and labels, or do they say, "Well, that's Swedish design"? Uh, I would say no. Mm. I mean, they recognize labels and so on. Mm. I, I remember also when uh, we had some uh, Swedish jeans labels that really uh, hit, hit it in, yeah. in Paris, for example, or in France, and no one knew it was Swedish. No. I mean, it was just a great, great brand. brand yeah. uh, no one cared about the the, the history or, or where it belonged, actually. Sure. So for someone who is moving here and isn't quite sure how their own personal style might be reflected when they walk out on the street and see everyone dressed in a certain way or they, <laughs> they experience it in their own, what would you say, what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to feel that they can express themselves through fashion but maybe is a little bit worried about what they've heard in terms of the 
stereotypes of Swedish fashion. What would you say to someone moving here? Well, I think one shouldn't care about this stereotype thinking. I think do what you want to. That's also what's fashion for yeah. or, or clothes or whatever. Yeah. So do what you want. Don't bother about others. Yeah. Oh, great <laughs> yeah. advice. I love that, Karina. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, we have three quick questions yeah. for you. Did I say it right? Yes, really? three. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh. Quick questions. That's a difficult mm. one. It's a hard one. You give it the first. The first. Uh, black or white, Karina? Well, black. Black. Absolutely. Always black. <laughs> I have to agree on that one. Mm. Definitely. How about summer fashion versus winter fashion? Oh, easy one. Winter fashion. Because oh, I don't why? I don't like nude skin unless oh. it's on a baby or something like okay. that. It's just too much otherwise. Yeah. 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 So winter fashion. I like to be dressed. I like to see other people dressed as well. I'm with you that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such a thing as too much black in the summertime? Can we wear as much black as we want in the summer? Black is all year round. There you mm. go. You heard it here, folks. Mm. <laughs> I'll try black. <laughs> and the last question. Fast fashion or slow fashion? Slow. Definitely slow. Mm. So you love the recycling and go to your grandmother's? Yeah. And look what she has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For myself, I have a very, very small wardrobe and mm. everything looks the same. See so if I have to change anything, no one sees it actually. That's My husband never noticed when I bought a new sweater because it looks like the one I bought for 20 years ago. That's and, genius. Yeah, and this <laughs> is good. That. It's a good advice to be sustainable. To yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it was so thank fun you. to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice seeing you here. <laughs> yes. um, of course, do you have like an Instagram account? Where yes. can people follow you? I or? have. It's my own name. It's very long. Karina uh, Van Eriksson Van. Karina Eriksson Van. Karina with a K, Eriksson with C and two S, and Van W A R N. Great. Mm-hmm. It would be so fun to follow you there and see, <laughs> yeah, follow your life. Probably. Yeah. And speaking of Instagram, we have a little Easter egg. Oh, yeah. That we will be dropping for our followers, too, so that mm. they can see. Well, give us a little bit of a teaser what that's going to be. Yeah. Okay. What shall I say? It's about courage. Fashion and courage. courage. Wow. Oh, that's great. Mm. Fashion and courage, yes. Mode och mod, yeah. as we say in Swedish. Yeah, that's mode right. Mode is fashion, mod is courage. Oh, there. Mode och mod, wow. Nice, I didn't yeah. think of that. No, no? now we have it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, Julia, what did you learn from Karina? Well, I love the idea of fashion and courage and the idea that you should have the courage to express yourself no yeah. matter what. I am on team all black all the time. So I have learned from her that it's okay not to feel that you have to wear all black, but you can have little hints of who you are in there. And also, if you are someone who wears all black, don't be afraid to do that either. No, it's not about the color. Yeah. It's about the style. Exactly. And your courage. Yeah. yeah. And having courage to be you. What about you? What have oh, you learned about? It's the about same. It? I can wear color if I want to. I can wear party dress if I want to. And it's not bad taste. I wonder if maybe from this you can style me in something colorful and bright. And I can find the perfect yeah. all black outfit yeah. that makes you still feel 
fabulous. We have to call for a stylist someday and see what we can do. We are our own stylists. Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this was the episode about like fashion, Swedish fashion yeah. and design. And this is a podcast from Stockholm Dual Career Network. And also by Stockholm's Akademiska Forum. See you next episode, Julia. I'm so excited. Hopefully I'll be wearing something a little better. Yeah. I will dress be dressed in black next time. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Hey, hey, Stockholm is a state of mind. Yeah. We break it down like this and like that. Welcome to the